This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. Back to UL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a football Friday as uh, we get a Thursday night game in the books. The Colts cover over the New York Jets. And uh, we have a lot to do here. Ed Egros later in the show from FanDuel. We'll uh, talk some college football this week. There's some big games, some NBA, but a lot, Joe, on the NFL Week 9. Let's start rolling through some of these games. We'll line them up here in games that um, I, I think our audience and, and probably everyone who's watching pro football this weekend We'll be honing in on some of these storylines. So let's let's dive into some of the big ones here. How about this number, Joe? 14 and a half. The Buffalo Bills are 14 and a half point road favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the kind of number that if the Jaguars weren't, if I hadn't totally, totally sworn them off, that you'd have to at least think about. They're a home dog by 14 and a half points, but I can't think about it. And I do trust the Bills to smash bad teams because all they've done this yeah. season is when they, they're lined up against a bad team, they smash them. Yeah, I mean, even when they struggled throughout a half against Miami, and it's, yeah. what was it, 3-3 three, three at halftime? And they still end up smashing them and covering the point spread. So does 14.5 scare me? No, not really. Uh, preseason, this was 6.5. Look ahead, it was 11. And we went past the number of 14, and we should be past the number of 14. I mean, when he's struggling against the Blitz last week against the Dolphins and they still ball out, like, it's impressive. Pro Football Focus, they do the wide receiver cornerback matchups, some of the top matchups of the week that you should be looking at maybe for props or fantasy and all that stuff. Uh, Two receivers on Buffalo are in the top six. (laughs) They got Stephon Diggs tied for the number one matchup of the week, and they're also expecting a big game from Cole Beasley. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they they got smashed 31-7 to last week. Uh, and they only gave up 300 total yards. So, I mean, it just doesn't take much. They're not a smart team. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're, they're a bottom five, and we've got, at, at bare minimum, a top five team. So do I want to take the points of Jacksonville? Years, years ago, I would have said, oh, I'm getting more than two touchdowns at home. Give me the home dog. Not with this squad. I can't do it. Um, the Bills are 5-0-1 against the spread against lose teams with losing records. They smash bad teams. And the Jaguars, I just thought that was the most – they've had a lot of disappointing moments this year. Last week was their most disappointing. Bye week in Seattle against a bad defense, and they could yeah. do nothing offensively. Trevor Lawrence had had a nice uptick for about three weeks. Last week I thought it was a step back, completion percentage under 60%. Aaron, I don't mind laying the points here with the Bills. 14 and a half against the Jaguars. Let's do it. I know. I'd love to argue with you guys, but I just did a big round robin this morning and I put the Bills minus 14 and a half on it. Buffalo's offense seemed a little out of sync, a little stagnant last week. I expect them to bounce back. Um, And I just like the Bills weapons. I just I don't see the Jags covering. Yeah, I mean, the one thing Jacksonville can do is run the football. They're number two in the NFL, rush offense, DVOA. They're number seven in success rate. James Robinson has been practicing this week. 
if he's out, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. I, you know what? I just, I can't trust the Jaguars. They, they've lost all trust I wanted to have in them. See you, Jags. They also yeah. allow 6.1 yards per play, the Jags do. Yeah. Josh Allen could have a big day. The Bills could yeah. light him up. So, Bills 14.5 point foot road favorites in Jacksonville. All right. A couple angles we did not touch on Cardinals, 49ers. So, or we had that game. We talked about the Kyler Murray stuff. It looks like he's not going to play. The line is moving that way. Joe, what else hit you from the game? It's, it sounds like, feels like we're getting Colt McCoy now. But what other angles stood out to you as you looked at this game before we got into the whole Kyler thing? You know, I'm wondering if Cliff Kingsbury is going to take a pass on this game. They had a 7-0 start. Of course, they lost the last one last Thursday. They have the extra rust, but it doesn't look like they're going to have their QB1. And DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been playing. If it's McCoy without Hopkins as well, I don't know uh, if he has much of a shot here. Now, would Kyler be playing? Would they try to get him out there? If it wasn't San Francisco off to a bad start, they're still below 500. They're trying to get to that 500 mark. They have not won a home game yet this year. I don't know. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, we addressed it yesterday, but for those that missed it, how he closes seasons, it is not good. Not good. Now, he'd have the perfect excuse this week if he doesn't have his quarterback. But if we go back to the Texas Tech days, one and five, two and eight, two and four, two and six, two and six. Arizona Cardinals, 0 and 5, 2 and 7, 2 and 5. Explosive on offense. We didn't expect the defense to be this good. Overall, they're a top 10 team for sure. Uh, the debate is right now, are they top five? But um, they just might be taking a pass on this divisional game and saying, okay, if McCoy gives us a ball game on the road in the division, we're cool with it. But I will say, San Francisco looked really good last week against the Bears, yeah. and uh, we got George Kittle back now. But the question is, is that a turning point for Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers? And we've talked about it on the show before. Like, is Kyle Shanahan that great of a coach? I mean, he gets so much credit as being this amazing offensive mind, but he had that one great season and hasn't done a whole lot since. So I don't really trust the Niners, but now that we know Kyler Murray probably isn't playing, I like them a lot in this spot. Yeah, Yeah, I like him too. It's just funny, the Garoppolo thing. I, they they want to upgrade off him, right? They drafted Trey Lance. Yet the only quarterback that Shanahan actually wins games with is Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, like that's it. Like, they lost their one game with Trey Lance. They're, they're, all those years when he's been hurt, they've been horrendous. It's like it's like they don't want each other, but they is, need each other. Jimmy Garoppolo. Is that why and, he won't admit that Trey Lance is ready to start? It's like uh, Garoppolo's his crutch. It's like, but I need my guy. Yeah, and then you know what? It is, I think it is his crutch in a weird way because when they lose with Garoppolo, whose fault is it? Always Jimmy Garoppolo's. And when they win it's with Garoppolo, never it's like, Kyle Shanahan. Never. It's never Kyle Listen, Shanahan's man. fault. That guy can do no wrong. They're a power couple. Just stay together. I think you guys are good for each other. It's fine. You don't have to have one of those elite guys. Everybody wants a supermodel, but hey, it's not for everyone, Kyle. Listen, sometimes you got to win with Jimmy Garoppolo. You got you to do what you can. All right, Patriots, Panthers on Sunday. This game is really interesting. The number is at three and a half right now. Uh, it was at four earlier in the week. I, I thought I might have seen it dip to three, but we're back at three and a half. If it dipped to three, maybe it, it didn't stay there for long. We're at three and a half. It was at four for most of the early part of the week. Patriots are playing better football. They're coming off of their most impressive game of the season, most impressive win of the season in Los Angeles last week. The Panthers, well, they woke up last week, but... We may get P.J. Walker in this spot on Sunday. Sam Darnold, concussion. Sam Darnold, shoulder issue. The total on this game is 41. It's, it, you know, that's a lot of points on a game that, that's 41. We're, we're looking at a low-scoring game on the total, right? If this gets back to four, 
Uh, can you lay the four with the Patriots? I just, it's Bill Belichick against P.J. Walker. P.J. Like, Walker. I'm not going to overthink this. I like the Patriots in this game. I agree. I just don't understand. So we already know what Bill Belichick does against rookie quarterbacks. What is he going to do to this XFL quarterback? I mean, the guy wasn't terrible in the XFL, but come on. Against a Bill Belichick defense, maybe you want to take the under, but this is probably a stay away for me. I, I don't know about this one. And how much does it matter? Belichick owns Darnold from his time in the AFC East. Uh, wins by 14, 33, 35 points. So I don't think Belichick really cares. And he knows Sam Darnold. Maybe he would prefer to see a limited Darnold out there. The, the most surprising number that I saw when looking at some of this Patriots offensive stuff is the perception is that there is zero explosion with New England's offense with Mac Jones under center. I think that's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they are number seven in the NFL, an explosive pass rate. So what we have to remember is these opinions that we come up with early in the season, they should change. They are fluid with these rookie quarterbacks and, and they're slowly going to let them do more as they develop these quarterbacks. But uh, you know, it's what we always see with new England teams that they're getting better as the season moves along and Carolina is getting worse. So I have a really hard time uh, making a case to take the Panthers three and a half. I don't care if CMC's out there or not. Uh, give me New England, and there's a reason it went past uh, the field goal to three and a half. I still like it there. So to, to your point on is there that much of a difference if it's P.J. Walker or Sam Darnold? Darnold in his career against Belichick, 44.6 yeah. passer rating, one oh, touchdown, God. six interceptions. I mean, he's just been Belichick. I, mean, that, that, I didn't believe that was the game where he was seeing ghosts, right? I think that was against the Patriots and then Belichick. When he saw ghosts all those years ago. What do you think Belichick wants? Which which guy? Darnold. And if it is Darnold, it doesn't mean we won't see Walker. Because he's been benched this year. Yep. I, what do you think about 41? Isn't that a key number uh, yes. in terms of the total? I mm-hmm. feel like with the way the Patriots play, long drives using Damian Harris, this could go under. Could. I could see that. Yeah. We might, we might look up, and Carolina has, what, 10 points? 27-10, yeah. 24-26-10 type of game. Yeah, but that's certainly possible. And if the Patriots have a big lead in the fourth quarter, like a couple weeks ago against the Jets, I think Belichick wanted to pour it on because he hates the Jets. I don't really feel that in this spot. I could see him running the football. Let's get out of here with a win. It's just Carolina a game might you run really too. don't want to watch. <laughs> it's not as bad as Miami-Houston, but it might be up there. Carolina, they ran 47 times last week against Atlanta. So... Wow. You know, with a, with a hobbled Darnold, they might do that again. Yeah, they could do that. And, and if Walker plays, he's a threat to run, too. So that just keeps that clock going. Probably a lower scoring game. I like the Patriots minus a three and a half. All right, Vikings at the Ravens here on Sunday. The uh, Vikings coming off maybe the most disappointing effort of any team last week. You get Cooper Rush at home, and you can't win that game. That's like a gift win for the Vikings in you know within the NFC playoff picture. They blew it. And now they go to Baltimore. Baltimore off their bye. And the Ravens are six-point home favorites in this one. Off of um, Baltimore's last – was Baltimore's last game the Chargers spot where they blew the Chargers out? Was that their last game? I think it was. Yes. So they're coming off a – No, the Bengals loss. You're right. Okay, so that was – right. They blew out the Chargers, lost the Bengals. So it's it's two weeks off of their worst performance of the season. 24-point loss. Uh, this is one of those situations where you can come up with a trend to support whatever you want. If you like Minnesota, you can say, oh, well, look at Mike Zimmer as an underdog. And you'd be right. 18 and 10 ATS when he's a dog of more than three. 
Or if you like Baltimore, you can say Kirk Cousins uh, coming off teams, going against teams, coming off the bye. He's terrible. He's 1-10 against the spread. Or John Harbaugh, not John Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, he's 9-4 ATS coming off the bye. He's terrific. The Ravens haven't left home in over a month. I mean, it's you can come up with whatever story you want to tell. I This is one of those games I just don't have a great feel. Could I see Minnesota coming off a terrible performance in primetime, giving their A game on the road? Sure. Could I see the Ravens smashing the Vikings off an embarrassing performance, stewing on that one for two weeks with an explosive Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I could see that. Could I see it coming down to the last position of the game? Mm-hmm. Certainly. It's not a game that I really have targeted, that I have, a, I have a strong feeling on. But I'm expecting a much better effort out of the Vikings. And uh, I don't see them going one for 13 on third down again like they did on Sunday night. I decided to take the Vikings plus six. I'm going there. Okay. I think it probably will be a close game. And I, I agree with Joe O's point that I think after last week's performance, Minnesota is they're going to be motivated. And the Ravens defense, I know it sounds weird, but they're really not as good as they have been in years past. Now, offensively, they have the better mm-hmm. unit, no doubt with Lamar Jackson and company. But I think this could be a close game, and I think it's going to be a fun one. So I'm going to take the Vikings as the underdogs. So, Aaron, I, I think it's a good point on, their, on the Ravens defense and why I think this is a high-scoring game. The total on this game for Sunday, it's, obviously it's the six-point favorite, the Ravens. It's 49 and a half. This feels like an over kind of game. I think we're getting a lot of points in this game. Yeah. So we, we had Ian McMillan on yesterday for Betside, and I think he, he brought up this point about the Ravens' defense, yards per play allowed. The company they keep is remarkable. Like, no one would guess this. This is the area. They, they're bottom five in yards per play allowed. The, the teams around them, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the Kansas City Chiefs. Teams that either stink or we've talked about the Chiefs having a bad defense all year. And then there's the Ravens. And Aaron, like you said, the perception is, oh, the Ravens play good defense. Not really. Not this year. It's so weird how it's flipped because usually it's like, oh, my gosh, they need some weapons and their offense needs to catch up to their defense. And now it's like their defense is struggling and the offense looks great. When when you see Minnesota lose to Dallas, it people talk about the defense because you're losing to Cooper Rush. But they lost that game because of their offense. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would look at this matchup and assume that the Ravens with the better record, they, they have the better defense because that's how they've won in the past. You guys are right. It's not the case. And, and the Vikings were terrible on the defensive side of the ball last year. So I think that's still in people's minds. When you look at the numbers, what we've seen out of Minnesota's defense, they have turned it around. They just haven't turned into victories. They're sitting there below 500. If uh, if we look at defensive DVOA, they're top five. They're top five in defensive success rate. They're number six in the NFL in def- defensive EPA per play. So they have a good defense. The problem has been the offense. I mean, we, the statistically, Cousins has had a good year too, which is amazing. Hey, guys, maybe find Justin Jefferson, your best weapon on offense. Yeah, we, well, we saw what uh, Jamar Chase did to the Ravens a couple weeks ago. So obviously they're vulnerable to big time wide receivers. This, I, I think, Aaron's on the right side. I would, I would take the Vikings plus the six in this game. Doesn't this feel like either a turning point back around for the Vikings, or Tucker hits a yeah. field goal at the end, and Mike Zimmer looks like he's about yep. to just strangle everyone on the sidelines <laughs> as the Vikings go in the title. And yeah. it like could that, be a little bit of an overreaction from that Vikings performance last week too. You know, so maybe you're getting a little value on the taking the underdog here. Oh, I think you're right on that. If the Vikings win, if the Vikings blow out Cooper Rush, what's this number? Three and a half? 
four. It's probably it's probably it's, oh, it's yeah. different. Yeah, we're, yes. we're talking about a, a totally different game here. All right, we got a lot to get into. Beck UL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. On the other side, we'll get to some college football for this weekend. Joe's going to a big college football game. We'll talk about the biggest games on the slate at Egros later in the show and everything you need to know for week nine in the NFL. It's Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck UL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Want to see the show live? Just log on to Twitch. It's twitch.com backslash Beck UL.